Hey guys, on today's podcast, I'm talking to you parents who feel like you always say the wrong thing at meat time. Even the most well-meaning parents do things around meats or competitions that make nerves worse in their kids or cause distractions. So today I'm talking about what an athlete should be focusing on in the run-up to the competition, during the competition, and afterward, how you can best support them in each of those phases, and what not to do, and give you a bunch of advice straight from the mouths of your athletes. These kids know exactly what they want. They have told me in various interviews, and I'm going to share that with you today. There is so much gold in these kids' wisdom, so I hope you'll get a lot out of it today. Here we go. Welcome to the Perform Happy Podcast, where athletes and their support squad come to learn the secret weapon for sports success. I'm your host, Rebecca Smith. First, I was a scaredy cat gymnast, then a coach. Now I'm a sports psychology expert and a parent. Athletes, whether you're feeling stuck or you're having the best season of your life, I'm here to help you reach peak performance and maximum enjoyment. Hey, everybody. So what I'm going to talk to you about today is how to support your athlete before, during, and after a meet. And this is the way I'm going to approach it. I'm going to tell you what I advise athletes do before, during, and after a meet. I'm going to teach you what the athlete should be going through. Then I'm going to tell you exactly what they want from you. And this is from their mouths, from their minds, directly to you. So over the years, I I love interviewing kids directly on what they want from their parents because nobody's going to tell you better than your own kid what they need. And I saw a lot of patterns. So although there are going to be some differences in what I tell you these kids want, it's going to be very similar. And I'm giving you the ones that that really were were very common answers so that you can you can trust that these are what the, your kids want from you. The way, just real quick, the way I gathered these answers from the kids is I, I gave them all a note card and I said, I want you to write three words on the note card. Keep, stop, start. And then you, you're going to write, I want you to write down one thing that you want your, your parents to keep doing, one thing you want your parents to stop doing, and one thing you want your parents to start doing. So through that lens, I got so much amazing information that I'm going to share with you today. Okay? All right. So when you are going up the roller coaster, so to speak, and it's the night before or the day of a big meet, your athlete is likely to be getting nervous. (laughs) Their nerves are ramping. They're getting a little weird. They might get a little tense. They might get a little snappy. The secret to performing well when it really counts is having the ability to control your energy and activation levels. So if you if you're the athlete, you need to be able to calm yourself down when you need to. And that means that you're not getting too nervous. Or if you're a kid who needs to be very activated, you're able to get yourself there. So if you get overamped or over nervous, either too excited, too nervous, then your muscles get tight, they get jittery, they get shaky, they get tense, your breathing gets shallow and your brain goes into fight or flight mode. Because everything that's happening in your body is telling your brain, this is not safe. This is a threat. Get out. Then their focus bounces all over the place. They're not paying attention to what they're supposed to be doing, and they make silly mistakes, and their skills get unpredictable. So the night before and the day of, your athletes should be practicing slow and deep breathing. 
Because when you breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth slowly, it tells your your brain that there's no tiger chasing you, that there's no imminent threat of danger to you. So that helps to kind of turn off the fight or flight. So if you parents are panicking and you're in fight or flight and your kid just qualified to finals and you're watching them and you're just about to rattle out of your skin, slow and deepen your breathing. Or if you're both in the car and you're both panicking and you start to audibly breathe deeply, you'll notice that without them even thinking about it, their breathing starts to slow too. Okay, a little hack, something you can do immediately to help calm your kid. Then they're also supposed to be switching their concentration from thinking to doing. They're going through their pre-performance routine, which ideally is bringing them into the moment. It's helping them to be present. It's raising their confidence. They're focusing on their process. So if you're going to ask them things that make them think, you're not helping them, okay? They're supposed to be focusing on themselves. So you don't want to be talking about their teammates or talking about their coach or talking about the judge or talking about, they want to be focusing on themselves in the present moment. And then another really important thing for most kids, I'm going to say at least 90% of kids, is that they need to leave their outcome goals at home. Okay, you might want to qualify for regionals. You might want to get a nine. You might want to beat your all-around score, et cetera. But those goals are a, a wonderful motivational tool for practice. If you're using those tools in practice, that'll help you push a little harder in your conditioning set. That'll help you just like up the effort because you're like, I really want to get a nine on this event. So I'm going to stay here and work. But When you're at the meet, you want your thinking to go away. And if you're thinking about outcomes, you're not in the moment. So don't be asking them or reminding them about their goals because that just puts pressure on them and gets their mind into fight or flight thinking I could fail. Okay, so in order to stay calm, you need to keep your concentration on right now, what you're doing. And then finally, what you should be doing beforehand. I know kids, this is a lot, but have fun. Because that's why you do this anyway, you know? So parents, be fun, you know? Be fun. Don't be stressful. Don't talk about things that make them think. Don't talk about anything that gets them out of the moment. Just have fun. So for some of you, the best thing you could possibly do is give them their fuzzy socks for the car ride and put on their favorite song because that's fun and that keeps them in the moment, okay? Now here is directly from the kids what they want, okay? I want you guys to guess in the comments What is the number one thing that kids want from their parents on meet day? The number one thing. I want to see some guesses in the comments, okay? What is the one most important thing that your kids want from you? Let's see if anybody can get this right. Give you a second. (laughs) Jamie nailed it on the first try. Food. Yep. You know, I think she hangs out with us and perform happy, so she knows. Nathan says support. Support is good. And we're going to get that and tell them I love them. Also, yes, Liza, that's right. Um, But the number one thing they want from you is food. (laughs) That's it. So if you do nothing but drive them and feed them, you're okay. Yep. And a hug says Andrea. Yep. So here's what the kids say. Make me breakfast. Help me prepare my food before the meet. Send me to a meet with food. Next kid says, show interest in my gymnastics. Be supportive and happy about taking me to practice and meets. Angel says, I love watching you have fun. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so this this one kid says, be supportive. Be happy about taking me to practice. Don't be grumpy or rolling your eyes. 
Liza knows the Perform Happy Parents mantra, food rides, tuition, and hugs. Yes, ma'am. The next kid says, be aware of time management. Help me to be on time. This one says, don't get overly involved in my process of getting ready. Over-involvement can be distracting. Don't tell me how to approach a meet. Don't talk to me about school or other potentially stressful topics before a meet. Don't ask questions. Ask me how I'm feeling. Don't tell me to try your best and really put all your effort into it. Uh, Raise your hand if you've ever said that. Guilty. Um, One kid says, don't pressure me about scores before I compete. And then finally, one says, don't worry so much. Okay. So that's straight from our kids. Um, Now, during the meet, the athlete's job is to be aware when your concentration drifts and bring it back immediately. So if fight or flight kicks in and you start drifting toward the exit or looking at the threat or staring at the judge or worrying about falling, that's very normal. And you want to just bring it back. What's What's important right now? Focusing on the feeling, not the thinking. And know, athletes, that last-minute negative thoughts and doubts are very normal. Accept them and refocus. So when you're there, you have already done all the training. It's time for muscle memory to be the star of the show. So you just got to let it happen. Relax and trust your training. Making a competition too important causes those muscles to tense up. So parents... You don't want to be doing anything that takes their concentration away from the immediate moment, the feeling in their body, or creates any negativity or any outcome focus. So um, basically get lost, right? I don't, your kid's going to tell you hopefully what they want from you, but less is definitely more during this phase. Okay. Now here's what the kids say they want. Be supportive and happy about being at the meet. Okay. So I'm seeing a theme there. Be supportive and happy about taking them to practice. Be supportive and happy about being at the meet. Even if you're sitting on the bleachers and you paid a a million dollars to sit on the bleachers for a a meet you already paid an entry fee for and there's terrible nachos and your younger kid is driving you crazy. Every time you see him, act like you're the happiest person to be there. Next kid says, cheer for me no matter what. Be my rock. One says, make sure I have food. There's food again. One says, when things get harder and the skills get more difficult, keep supporting me like you always do. So that's, I think that's a really great tip that the way you supported them when they were five can be the same way you support them when they're a level 10, you know, excitement, enthusiasm, love. That's what they want. And then the last one, I love this in all caps. She says, be normal. (laughs) Okay. Got that mom's dad, be normal. Okay. Then after there's a couple important things that are going to lead to your athlete's mental toughness. And these two things are, the first is a need for patience. Hard and deliberate effort over time translates to results. If they keep working hard on purpose, over time, they will get results. Every meet is not necessarily going to deliver results. So that patience is what they're cultivating. And what I hope that they can learn is that each meet is just a a little dot on a long line that's trending upward. Okay, then also the other other thing that's going to allow them to be a really phenomenal performer, both here and moving forward, is that they acknowledge the necessity of failure. That they're not going to be perfect. They're not, nobody is taking home a 40 all around. I mean, if they do, send me a DM and I want to see those videos. It's possible it's been done in college, but for real, failure and mistakes are a necessity that remind us what's working and what isn't. So 
We don't want to prevent failure. We want to learn to embrace it. Not that we're trying to go out and fail, but it's it's necessary. It happens. So when there are mistakes, the athlete's job is to digest it and learn, okay, that didn't work. All right, I got to make this change. Okay, I got to make this correction. And then they go back to practice and they work on it. So parents, that's not your job. Both of those things are your kid's job. And as they mature, they're going to get better at these things, but that's what they want to be working toward. So here's what the kids say they want after the meet. First one says, don't compare me to other gymnasts. Don't tell me their scores or if they qualified. This is huge. Adolescents are comparing themselves constantly to every single person, and they're always feeling like they fall short. This is part of the developmental task of an adolescent that they are scanning for, am I good enough? Am I good enough? Do I fit in? Am I in the tribe or am I out of the tribe? So don't talk about other gymnasts at all, okay? That could be a tough one. Um, Next kid says, withhold coaching feedback. Trust that my coaches are giving me the feedback I need. Do not try to give me advice about my gymnastics. Do not give me feedback after I compete. Don't analyze a bad routine afterward. Don't tell me how well you think I did. Ask me how well I, I did. And then they say, don't ask, what happened? Okay, raise your hand if you've ever said, what happened after a routine? That's like the worst thing to say to kids. They hate it. Just a side note on coaches. Coaches are supposed to push athletes out of their comfort zone. That's their job. You pay them the big bucks so that they can push your kid out of their comfort zone. They can stretch, expand, grow, and improve. Parents are supposed to love their children unconditionally and not push them in their sports. You are the soft place to land after that kid has been ridden all day. You catch them, you hug them, you support them, you love them, you feed them. That's what they want from you. Okay, here's a couple more quotes from the kids. Um, One says, tell me you're proud of me and that you can see I put in the work. Just leave it at good job. No more questions. Isn't that wise? Uh, Next one is give me space. Let me cool off after a uh, practice or competition before approaching me at least five to 10 minutes to warm down, even if it's to be supportive, regardless of the outcome. This was a swimmer, I think. But it applies. You know, give them a few minutes. You don't have to approach. Let them, you know, like just be like, good job, no questions, and leave them. Give them time. That just like to be able to cool off from whatever happened can be really useful. Um, Next one says, be supportive, no matter what the outcome of a meet. Ask how it felt rather than if it was a good routine. See if I'm feeling good without focusing on the outcome. These kids, they know. They know how to support their mental toughness. Um, There's a couple more. One says, don't tell me I did a good job if it isn't genuine. Don't force me to talk about my gymnastics if I don't want to. Sometimes I don't have an explanation for a bad day. Can that be okay? Respect me when I'm not in the mood to talk after a bad day. That's a big one, guys. And then finally, this kind of wraps it up. Like if you take one thing away from what I'm going to tell you today, this quote from a kid is like gold. They say the best thing they could do after a meet is just say, nice job, and then take us out for lunch and not talk about it unless I want to. Okay, so there you go. Food, hugs, rides, tuition. Your job is to be your child's biggest fan. And in order to do that most effectively, you need to be unconditionally, <laughs> Bobby, Bobby uh, Liza says, ice cream. Yep, ice cream. And not just if they do great, because I have trauma from my childhood because my mom said, anyone who scores a goal in soccer, we go out to ice cream. And my brother scored goals all the time because he was on offense and I was on defense and I never scored any goals. And I thought I was a terrible soccer player. 
I was an excellent defender. So watch your bribes, folks. (laughs) Yeah, ice cream no matter what. Exactly. Okay, so you, as a parent, of course, you are unconditionally loving and supportive. But it doesn't always appear that way to your kid. You need to be emotionally there for your child when they fail. You need to be totally disconnected from the outcome of their performances. So what you don't want to do is love your child more when they're successful and less when they fall. And of course you don't love them less when they fail or fall short or make mistakes, but they don't know that. All they see is my mom is really happy when I do well and my mom is really upset when I don't. And they equate that to I am more lovable when I'm successful than when I fail. So if your job is support, it's every moment. It's I love you so much. I'm proud of your effort. You're getting better. Here's your food. You know, so just make sure that the way that you show up, your body language, your words makes it abundantly clear that you love them just as much. You love them like crazy on their good day and you love them like crazy on their bad day. And that support is what you're there for and you love to watch them try. Okay. So ultimately, bottom line, what's really important in our relationships with our kids is that their self worth and lovability in their eyes is not tied up with how well they perform for us. All right. So I'd love to hear your takeaways. Throw those into the comments. Um, Nikki says, this is so great. I need to hear this. We all do. I mean, those kids are so wise. They know exactly what they need. So hopefully you got something great out of this. Now, if anybody is struggling with an athlete who is fearful or has mental blocks, we have a free training that you can check out anytime. That's completeperformancecoaching.com slash free if your kid is struggling with fear. And also the Perform Happy community has really evolved into a place for parents. It's always been a place for parents, but now it's a place for parents whether or not their kids want to do mental training. So if it's something, if you feel like you need a community to parent through this gymnastics craziness with, send me a DM and and let me know because we're looking for more really wonderful families to let into our group. All right, thanks for being here today and I will talk to you soon. Bye everybody. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of the Perform Happy Podcast. If you're ready to unlock your maximum sport potential, head over to performhappy.com and join us. You'll be training alongside world champion athletes and Olympic hopefuls. And I will personally take you through my research-based system for overcoming fear and mental blocks, building confidence, and finding your flow. I'm coach Rebecca Smith, and I'll see you next time.